Allow me to sit this. You're in a house. A frat house with that. It's dirty. There's hundreds of people. Loud. The music is blasting. But everyone's having a great time. But all of a sudden the music cuts out. You think this would be a nightmare. You think this would ruin the night. But in this situation, things went a lot different than that. Despite the cutout, people seemingly keep singing. They keep going. Their love of the music is just shown. This was filmed by accident. I was trying to set a scene of what it would be like at a frat party, but this scene is beautiful in a way that's very different than what most people would consider beautiful. It's unifying. And what are they all unified over? Punk pop. Welcome to Just Shut Up Already. A show about people who can't stop talking about the things that they love just a little bit too much. Today, we'll be talking about punk pop. This episode went a lot differently than I initially planned it to. Unfortunately, my initial idea was to interview drunk people and get their honest reaction. Because after all, a party is the perfect place for punk music to be playing. There's only one problem. I accidentally also got trashed. And as funny as it was, those attempts at interviews were um, pretty much unusable. Meaning as it was, my current strategy wasn't working. I need to find a new idea. So I sobered up and decided to do a more conventional interview. And I knew the perfect person, my friend, and fraternity brother, Nick Navarro. Somebody who I initially met, and we initially bonded over our love of punk pop. I thought, what a perfect person to interview. Somebody who is equally interested as I am. But for those unfamiliar, let me give a little background. If you don't know anything about punk, punk is a ginormous culture with plenty of subcultures inside of it. It started in the 70s primarily with groups like the Sex Pistols and the Ramones, but eventually moved on to change and evolve Similar to normal rock. As we know, there's so many genres of rock. Hard rock, there's classic rock, there's alt rock. Same thing with punk. Punk has a plethora of different genres, ranging from styles and combinations of different genres. There's girl riot, ska punk, oi, jazz punk, synth punk, punk pop, anti-folk, punk rap, garage band punk. There's so many, it would be ridiculous if I named all of them, but... The point is, punk is a huge culture, which is funny because it's considered a niche culture, but it's one of the biggest niches out there. And looking into it, punk pop is an even more niche culture. The idea that something that goes against what's supposed to be established while also being appealing to mass audiences doesn't make sense. But somehow punk pop does it anyway. If punk is all about breaking the rules, Punk pop is all about making fun of the rules by going overboard. It's over the top, it's angsty, it, it just doesn't follow the rules of regular punk where punk is supposed to be anti-establishment, the chords are dirty, sometimes they don't even follow the rules of basic music creation. While punk pop follows it down to a T to the point where it's generic and it's predictable. But it's so predictable and so generic and so relatable 
that it's kind of fun because you feel like it's making fun of your experiences while also like embracing it. It's kind of poking fun at the pop industry while it's being a part of it. That's always been my interpretation of it at least. But when I talked to Nick about it, he had very different ideas about what punk pop means. So from what I understand, you're a big fan of uh, punk. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since it's been, what, I'm 22 years old now, so I started listening when I was like 13, 14. What made you first start listening? Uh, I liked girls that started listening to, that were listening to that music because they were... It's easier to tell when you're, like, in middle school, like, who was into that shit, because they always, like, went all out with the, you know, the hair, the makeup, like, the... Yeah, it's, like, a whole clique. Yeah, it's a whole, like, culture, and I just, I, I thought that I really fucked with it, and then I started listening to the music, and I just stopped caring about the people and just started fucking with the music hardcore. Well, like, were you into, the, were you, did you ever get into the culture, or were you more just in it for the, the girl? Uh, I mean, I got into it a little bit, like, I still... My, I still wear mostly band shirts. I mean, I my hair is still kind of, like, emo-shaped. Mm -hmm. uh, I did dye my hair at one point, I, you know. Well, like, what are your favorite uh, bands, like, pop-punk or just regular oh. punk? Whoa, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, obviously, like, you start with the Killers, and then you work your way up to Blink. Mm -hmm. Some, uh... My big one was My Chemical Romance, so that was my absolute fucking favorite. You were like a was, big MCR guy? I was a huge MCR guy. Did you go to any concerts? I did not get to, unfortunately. And um, any, for any of the bands? Uh, I didn't. I used to go to Warped. I went to a Warped Tour at Jones Beach in 2014. How was that? One of the best experiences of my life. Like, 15-year-old Nick was like, oh. Yeah, no, that sounds dope. Uh, did, were they with anybody? Uh, no, I actually went convinced my parents to let me go by myself. Oh shit, really? Yeah, because I didn't like have I didn't know anybody that was really like bumped with this music, you know. Like yeah. guys around that time were really heavy into like rap, mm -hmm. and so like that was when Tyler the Creator was first starting to come out, like when he was getting really big. So uh, people would rather go stuff like that. They were just bumping that, and I was like, you know, head banging by myself, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, do you know any like fun facts about like punk or any cool like? Like, trivia or stories or anything? Um, honestly, like, the biggest one I have is, uh, Gerard Way is a, you know, he's a big comic book writer. He's the guy from MCR, He's right? the lead singer of MCR. Um, yeah, so, when, like, right after when the band was breaking up, like, he was working on, like, a ton of comic book projects, and now one of them's, like, a major work on, uh, Netflix right now. Umbrella Academy, right? Yeah. He yeah. wrote that, he wrote that while they were still touring. And then he did, like, so many other comics. He's worked for DC as a writer. Um, mm. I still, like, love reading all his comic books. Like, every time he has a new work coming out, I'm always, like, the first one to pick it up. Did you read Umbrella Academy? I did. I read it, like, toward, like right when, just before they broke up, I think. Uh, how is that? Uh, I think it is honestly, like, one of the best comic books ever written. Like, best graphic novel series written. Can you see, like, the influence of his, like, music and, like, his oh, aesthetic? Yeah. Oh, uh, completely. I honestly think, like, as an artist, he was trying to make all his... He's one of those people that tries to make all his works to come together. Mm. And so he did that, not really with Umbrella Academy, but he did that with his other comic book series, uh, The Fabulous Killjoys, which was more like a post-apocalyptic world kind of, like, sci-fi thing. Mm. And so he used, like, his 
you know, like, the drawings and, like, the storyboard and put it into an album. Mm-hmm. So Danger Days is, like, the actual, like, it's like, like a, a musical album for the comic book. So it's like when you play uh, Dark Side of the Moon behind, uh, what's that one movie? Wizard of Oz. It, like, matches, is made to match up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's actually really cool. So, like, you would say that, like, you appreciate punk beyond just the music and more as, like, a, an aesthetic and a lifestyle. Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, because, like, punk is, punk has always been, like, uh, you know, more than just the, the art itself. Like, you know, people go beyond for, like, the style and then, you know, the way they conduct themselves or, like, the places they hang out. Like, it's always been, like, a whole culture. Like, what would you say it means to be punk? What would I say it means to be punk? Uh, honestly, like, the big thing is, like, a deeper appreciation for music and art in general. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, so many people, like, associate, like, punk with art. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have, like, that deeper appreciation, you also appreciate, uh, like, just how people are in general. Because that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of people have a hard time doing, like, mm-hmm. just appreciating people's stories. And I think, like, the punk community really does does that well. Mm-hmm. While expressing themselves, like, their own way, you know, it's still, like, hundreds of tattoos or, like... Yeah. Colored hair, piercings, you know. This point in the interview, I started to realize that even though I already had an appreciation for punk, it's not just one thing. The interpretation I had before wasn't necessarily the only interpretation. There's so much more to enjoy out of it. I feel like after having this conversation with him, punk just gained a whole new level of meaning to me. Art that's inherently goofy and off the wall from my head can be something that's artistic and appreciative in other people's yeah would you say that it's like inherently like an angry genre or like an angsty genre like it's a genre for young people stereotypically would you say that's like true or is that like a false like accusational i would say it's it's accurate but it's not i don't feel like it's written like that i feel like it just that's just how it comes out Mm -hmm. and honestly it's also more like you know, people's interpretation of it. Because mm. I think, like, the more younger people that listen to it, like, yeah, they'll be, because they're going through, like, that, you know, that teenage angst, like, that's why they'll feel like this music is connected with them, or they'll feel like, oh, this music angst, let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, here's something that I've been seeing a lot, and I've been thinking about it for a while, but now it's finally starting to, like, show up on social media. It was, like, predicted that over the next decade that punk will make a comeback, do you believe that? Like, Machine Gun Kelly is pretty hated, but he did pave the too. way. Yeah, yeah he did. Most, yeah. most good punk fans don't like Machine Gun Kelly. No, he's no, he's not good. But um, he is paving the way for, like, it to come back into the mainstream. And do you think that's like really gonna happen, or is it kind of kind of die down with him? I actually, I, I, I do agree that like he did make it. It made, it made the main, mainstream media see that like punk's cool again. Mm. Sort of. I don't. I really don't think MGK does a good a good job of like showing off. You know what this culture and what this music is. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that there's gonna be, that there are probably some bands like working on stuff right now that are just gonna hit their big break. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the community as a whole, and then into mainstream media. So yeah, I do believe that we'll get like a resurgence. After this interview, I gained 
an even greater appreciation for something that I already appreciated so much and that had such a major role in my life. But you learn a lot just from talking to people and about their passions. You realize that not only was it something that influenced people a lot, but hopefully it will continue to influence people for years to come. I'm Brendan O'Grady, and this has been Just Shut Up Already.